Hi, I'm Deborah Hamilton. Welcome to my podcast, Why Do Pets Matter? Ten years ago, with my iPhone and a script, I recorded the first episode of the Ultimate Pet Resolution Summit, which chatted with experts about conflicts over animals. Our conversations were intimate, honest, and illustrated how disagreements over animals occur and how those disagreements can reshape people's lives and relationships. In November 2019, I started Why Do Pets Matter, a new podcast that continued these informative discussions. I'm so excited to have you here with me, continuing my exploration into a more meaningful conversation about why pets matter to all of us. My guests and I will share ideas, stories, and experiences straight from the heart, unscripted and holistic. From the bravest moments to the most brokenhearted, we will explore how to resolve disagreements over animals differently. One thing I know for sure is I want to have more meaningful conversations that will help all of us unlock that deeply felt human-animal bond that drives the emotions of conflict. Hi, it's Deborah Hamilton, and today we're going to follow up with Mindy Ditka, who went to Mexico to a spay and alter clinic sponsored by Global uh, with SOS down in Mexico. She has some phenomenal pictures because we talk about how the people who came to the free clinic love their pets. And the pictures that Mindy took are so phenomenal in showing the human animal bond. So now let's hear what Mindy has to say. Hi everyone, Deborah Hamilton, Why Do Pets Matter podcast. And we're back now with Mindy Dutka, the Dogs I Meet, head of photo taking for every pet owner known to man. If you want a great photo of your pet taken, please call Mindy. But she also has many more loves. And so the last time Mindy was on, she was about to embark on a trip to Mexico to help a free spay and neuter clinic and also learn more about what people are doing down there. And she found some great organizations that she's going to talk about and she's going to share her screen and show us some of her beautiful pictures. So Mindy, welcome back. I'm so glad you're in why do you're back at why do pets matter? Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be on your show. And I know that your your definition of why do pets matter, because we always have to answer that question is so pointed to all the animals that you saw in um, Mexico. So why do pets matter that made you take a trip to Mexico? Um, well, I, um, for the, I'd say the last six years, um, I've been involved in different rescue organizations in Mexico. And um, I've been, I, I call it the tale of two cities because you see, you do see terrible things and you see dogs suffering and so forth. But I also see these remarkable, remarkable people like who are really everyday heroes who are out there every day doing everything they possibly can to, you know, help the animals with the resources that they have. And I'm blown away by it. And um, so I've been working with several different groups for many years. I'm on the board of a foundation. It's called the Global United Foundation. And I work together with uh, Global United. And um, so um, spay neuter is, is, is a huge thing. And um, you know, there's an oh, tremendous overpopulation. I think it's 40,000 dogs and cats in the Playa del Carmen area alone um, that are counted for that are, you know, strays. And the, the people there, they know it, they understand it. 
the rescue organizations want to do something to change it. So there's a group of them led by one rescue called the SOSL ARCA, which is an actual shelter. Some of these others are, are shelters, some are not, some are groups, some are people doing different things. But, you know, they realize that the only way to, to change this is to get these dogs spay neutered. So their goal is over five years having monthly free spay neuter clinics. They started it in 2022. Um, so to date from 2022 to this last clinic that I went to, they have spay neutered over 6,000 pets. Wow. Um, and you know they want to keep doing this for the five years, which would make a huge dent and could really start to change the landscape and really start to solve the problems and allow them to focus their attention on a smaller group of dogs and cats. Helping the dogs that are there that are spayed and altered stay healthy. So spend more money on maintaining good health than just stopping propagation. Exactly. It, it, exactly. I mean, every day they, there's stories of a bag of puppies being thrown over the wall in the shelter. You know, the, the, the things that they encounter on a daily basis are, are unbelievable. But so through Global for 2023, we committed to raise money and um, help support them, you know, because these free Free spay neuter clinics are not free. <laughs> no, of course not. There are people who are underwriting them. Everybody says, well, they're free. No, somebody's <laughs> underwriting them um, through the generosity of their heart or because they um, are able to raise funds to support it from other groups or independent grants or something like that. Exactly. So it's a big undertaking and they've not always, they don't always meet their, their fundraising goals. So like in 2022, I think they had seven clinics. Um, they're doing better so far in 2023. Um, so it is, it's $8,000 per clinic to, to put on. To run uh, the full clinic. And that pays for the veterinarians and the techs and all the medical supplies, correct? Exactly. And, and is there any follow-up or um, not really? Not really. I mean, they, they're given, you know, if you want to call it a pack you afterwards, they're given papers and in, instructions, um, but there, there's not a lot of follow up to it. Um, but I mean, mostly, you know, they have a very good success. Yeah, it's you know. not, it's not, um, you know, dangerous for the dog per se, right. if you follow the directions they give you. Um, and you don't let the dogs chew on the stitches. That's about what you need to do to make sure. And you don't let them jump for the girls or boys. You don't let them jump up and down off of furniture yeah. or whatever. Yeah. They send them home with a, a cone and, and, and so forth. And they do 400. That 8,000 covers 400 dogs and cats. Wow. Sometimes there's more money. And if there's more money and there's more people there, you know, sometimes they'll do 425. Sometimes, you know, they have to turn How away. How many days, Mindy, do they do 400 spay and alters? Three days. So it's like a Friday. They generally do it the last month. 125 a day. Yeah. It's oh. quite a system that they have going on. How and many vets usually participate? They, they fly the vets down from um, Mexico City. And I feel like maybe there's four or five vets. I'm uh, thinking 20 vets and you that, just four right. or five, which means they all do about a hundred spades. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it's a nonstop from morning, you know, they open up at, at seven o'clock. I think the gates open, you know, people are lined up there 
at know, sunrise and at then sunrise waiting they close at sunset yeah. exactly and they close when there's nobody left you know waiting there and all the dogs have come out of wow, it that could be midnight well um it's usually it's pretty well run they 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 start at eight and like you know six seven they're they're mostly yeah. you know you know once they hit their numbers and they see and they know do they have more money do they have time um and it's it's run it's very well run so you know i've been we've been supporting it for for months and i wanted to go down there and document you know through my photography through stories because it's the stories that reach people's hearts and make them understand um you know what what's really happening um down there so um you know i spoke with a lot of different people um i actually asked everybody the same questions so there was some structure to what i was saying and basically was you know um how did you hear about the clinic what does the clinic mean to you and um what does your pet mean to you those and are such deep questions because being able to hear about the clinic is huge because you know i'm sure that they come from far and wide so word of mouth is more than maybe the internet maybe the internet on some degrees but i would think that um this area is affluent maybe for vacation people but for um the indigenous people it's not necessarily um a very wealthy area right it, it, you know so although i was interested there was many many people that did say facebook oh great um you know that they heard about it um and you know now they've been doing it for a while so they they start to know about it or somebody else tells them about it the word of mouth is huge right i right. got mine fixed you get yours fixed right, right. You know, and it 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 does so many things. These clinics, you know, it it's education, um, and I'll show you some pictures. It's children. It's teaching children empathy and compassion and how to care for their pets. Um, you know, we we and to know to bring them to be spayed and altered if they get another one, not to you know, not necessarily think about it. It's right, really important to get that into their mindset. And if they do want to breed the dog for whatever reason, that they need to know the responsibility to the puppies that come into the world, not just that they let them out on the street. Right, it, it, exactly. And I mean, nothing's really gonna change unless you change the education. Right. You know, culturally, uh, uh, um, statistically, you know, cause you get people anywhere and, oh, well, they need to experience giving birth. They don't really need to experience giving birth. Like that's in your mind. That's it's not a real <laughs> reality. You know, like what, what, what's going to happen after they give birth to all of these uh, puppies? Right. It's it's not a it's not a one and done, and it takes about four weeks for the puppies to be self sufficient to begin with, and then once they're self sufficient, what do you do? They're too young to really put out on the street. Um, you know, that's when you see all the difficult situations that arise for puppies that are born on the street exactly you know and then there are other um so mostly i wanted to talk about the spay neuter clinic but yep. i also saw so what's, that, what's the name of the spay neuter clinic well it's the sos el arca spay neuter uh -huh. clinic 
And we'll and, put that in the show notes so people can find yeah, out. Actually, if, if they donate to Global United, we have a special campaign where the money oh, is dedicated to go to that. So, and we are a 501c3 US-based nonprofit. So anything that's donated- Information for Global in the show notes as well, because people are really gonna want to learn more um, maybe offer their, their assistance if they're veterinarians or vet techs, um, and then uh, maybe donate to help raise funds to have it done. Right. You know, I mean, no amount is too small. And even just creating awareness, sharing posts, talking about it, um, you know, getting an understanding of actually what's, what's happening and, you know, how they're making a difference by keeping these campaigns. You might not be able to donate, but a friend of yours might be looking for something to donate to. And because you put it on your Facebook page, they'll learn about it and do some more research, which is great. So you were going to say you wanted to talk about the spay and neuter. And also, I don't want to forget, you said the third thing was how much they love their pets. So yeah. go for it. So that was, I, I, I'm not a person who cries, but every time, like I asked this question, I had to like, you know, take a deep breath because I was so touched um, by the answers. And let me share my screen. And as I tell you, I think it's this one here. Wait, can you see that? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. So these these are people. I just want to give you an idea, and you can see from the photos, um, you know what I'm talking about. Well, taking care of dogs. Exactly. They were waiting online. These are people waiting online for hours before they go in um, with their dog. It's very hot too, um, you know. So and people dedicate the whole day to doing this. Um, and there are some you'll see that I I followed through. Yeah. Uh, this is a couple, these two, those two dogs that you just saw are the same family. Little kitten. <laughs> they do kittens as well. Oh, great. Yeah, they do do kittens. They do them young. I mean, you know, it's not ideal, but it's better than Yeah, than they, I know, I know it's not ideal, but for cats, it's not as big a medical issue. Um, yeah. Look at this guy, isn't he hand? But look at the love. I mean, yeah. you know, and, and you can just see like when they, the people's faces like light up when you talk about their dogs, you know, and that most of these are either candid or I just sort of, you know, was like, pretend like I'm not here. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you wound up getting so many great shots. Thanks. Yeah. You know, they, you, you just, you could feel the love, you could see the love. Um, and the connection both ways, like the dogs and the people, you know, cats too. I, <laughs> yeah. And this is like how they come in. That's the volunteers. They're registering. Um, these clinics usually take place at a school. They change the locations. If there's enough people, they'll do maybe a couple of months in the area, and then they'll move to another area that needs to be, um, you know. Right, so it's not so hard to get to for people who live further away. Exactly, exactly. And kids, you know, all day they they entertain themselves. <laughs> Just so many beautiful dogs. Right, and and so many different kinds of dogs. This oh, yeah. family has one eye. She, I, I had like a beautiful story. And some people were super eager to tell their story. Some people were a little more shy and 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 didn't really want to 
share their story. Um, but mostly, I mean, you know, you can just see the way the expressions on both the dogs and the people's face. It's the true, you know, a picture tells a thousand words. Oh, yeah. And then this guy, that was funny. Look at that baby. And he's very well behaved. Oh, this is afterwards while they're waking right. up. So this is the pack you. So a lot of these, you'll see the same one. So they wait, they, they go in, they register, they wait till their number is called. Cats are done inside. Cats don't come out to this area for their recovery. The dogs come out and the people wait for them. And then they stay with them until they wake up from- And for know, some people, this would be a very scary picture, right? right. Your dog is still asleep. Right. Exactly. And they're all, you know, patting. They've been given instructions on what to do. And, you know, you can just see, again, the love and the concern from the people that walked in. Yep. The little boys with the puppies. I mean, you know, I think these kids are going to remember this day. Yeah. You know, it's going to leave an impact that they spent all this time and they saw people caring and doing for, for their pets. I love how many recovery spots they have. So every dog has a little bit of space of its own with his family. Right, exactly. Which, which if every dog could wake up with his family around it, that would make every dog a happy dog. Right, <laughs> you know? And I mean, again, you know, so they they come, they bring their whole family. And, right. you know, these kids are waiting. They're there five, six, seven, eight hours. Uh, you know, and everybody is sweet and polite and courteous and grateful, so grateful. You know, when asked, like, what does it mean to you to be able to come to this clinic? They often use the same word. They often said magnifico. Right. Because uh, they are they are taking good care. They're responsible owners for their pets. Right. And they, I mean, you could like the dog, you could just see that, <laughs> you know, the the love. This is the one that was had the two ladies together. Right. Yep. Smiling before. Oh, look at that baby. I know that. <laughs> Whoops. Um, oh, I love that one. Look at that. I know. And it was just, you know, like an organic moment. Uh, yep. Yep. Let me just see if I can go back here and do another one. It just so responsible dog ownership is defined so differently by so many people. But in this situation, it is clear that these people are so appreciative of the, sp the free spay neuter clinic. Uh, they're bringing their pets. They're waiting online. They're waiting for their pets to wake up. And even though they may not be taking um care of their pets in the same way we do some of them i remember you saying that some of them have fenced in yards some of them don't that you know that letting them walk the streets uh it's a neighborhood dog everybody loves the dog um it's it's not ideal necessarily but now they're not um procreating and so they are being responsible dog owners Right, exactly. And, you know, as we know, it also helps stop a lot of diseases. Um, so it, it's just so important. And I, I can't think of the number right now, but it was a crazy number how many offspring one dog can have. 
you know, I, I could see the, the flow chart in my mind, but it was just a crazy. I know for small dogs, it could be anywhere from four to six. For big dogs, it'd be anywhere from six to 10. So if it comes into season twice a year, that's 12 or 20 dogs each. Um, and, and you can't even get ahead of that if you don't have these um, free spay and alter clinics. No, you know, so, um, so, you know, it, it was really very heartwarming um, yes. to, to be there, to talk to these people, to, you know, um, and tell me again, I know we spoke about this before we started to record, but how many spay and alters do they do in the three or four day period of the clinic? 400. And how many vets are there to do it? Uh, I, 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 it's not more, I don't think it's more than five. Wow. So yeah, that's and, almost a hundred or, you know, 80 spays right. um, for each vet over a two to three day period. Right. That's huge. That's huge. You know, I, I mean, they just, they go, go, go all day long. Uh, um, you know, and they're doing the actual procedures in this case, in a schoolroom, in, um, in a classroom. Yeah. Um, so they've got that as their surgery area. They've got a different one for the cats. They've got a different recovery room for the cats. Um, you know, and there's, there's vet techs and, and assistants. This was a sweet story. This dog here, this man found the dog and was unable to keep it because of where he lives. Mm -hmm. And he found someone who um, was going to uh, adopt the dog. But before he did, he went to the person's house. He saw what it was like. He talked about, you know, can they actually afford to keep the dog? And um, I don't have the, I'll find the recovery picture. And he brought the dog to the spay neuter clinic because he wanted to be sure that the dog was spayed and neutered before he gave it to someone and there's another picture of him but like you can just see like that you know how much he wanted to do right by this dog and he wanted oh, yeah. the dog um but um i mean you know, we all have things that happen to us that don't let us keep a dog we have or keep a dog that we find because of our our lifestyle um, our economic situation, our living situation, if we can't have dogs in our in our apartments. So the fact that we have to let a dog go or not keep a dog that we find, or um, it, it just is, it's responsible dog ownership to try to find a new home as well. And we should really help people do that because if, you know, if they've fallen on hard times or something's changed and they can't keep their pets, having them bring it to a rescue or a shelter would be, or back to the breeder if they bought it from a breeder um, so that it can find a new home is fabulous. I love these pictures of the love that is surrounding these dogs after their surgery. Right. That isn't necessarily how it happens in the United States, right? Because we drop it off at the vet, we pick it up at the end of the day, who knows what happens, right? These people are in for a penny and for a pound, eight hours for the day to wait online, to have the procedure done, to wait for their dogs to wake up and be, you know, um, checked out is safe to take home. And of course, you know, when my dogs have surgery, I'm sure if your dogs have had surgery, it takes a day or two for them to completely shake the anesthesia. Right. It's a little dopey for a while. It, 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 exactly. 
um here's that man with the dog oh yes you know and she's all set yeah there was one story that i came across um where's the pictures but it was interesting that they brought in somebody had found they had many dogs because they had big heart and they just rescued let me see if i have the pictures of that they had just rescued a dog and they wanted they brought the dog right over to the spay neuter clinic and it turned out that that dog i don't i can't remember if they knew or didn't know had had puppies well there was one dead puppy left in the dog oh my god thank god they brought it in exactly which they discovered and they were able to 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 remove the puppy uh, 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 so but you know so it's just like that was you know well, it's always divine providence because so many things can go wrong with um, the whelping of a dog, um, the puppies, you know, thriving once they're here. So many things can go wrong. So these, oh, these are the wonderful dedicated veterinarians. Wow. Right. So this is the surgery room, you know, so it looks like they're doing maybe four animals at a time. Right. Um, this woman here. She traveled from another village and um, got transportation. And I don't, there were a couple of pictures of two men with other dogs. They right. took them with her. And I had been told before that I went that um, the children often don't have shoes or toys. Right. So um, I brought I some. I see you brought some flip-flops. Right. And we gave this woman a whole bag and like, look at her face. Like, you, no. you know, we, brought, we gave her a bunch of stuff to bring back to her village to, to, to give out. And she was just so happy. <laughs> oh, that is wonderful because not only are you helping the dogs in the village, you're helping the kids in the village. As you said, the ones who were there were getting an education about how to take really good care of your pets, um, helping them not to procreate because there's maybe not enough homes for everyone. Um, and this way they all stay safe and healthy. Exactly, exactly. So you can, you know, get a inside peek. Yep. On here. That was one of the people that she brought with her to get the dogs. Spayed and altered, yep. Right. Oh, and that's her dog. Yeah, and that's her dog, exactly. Yep, good for her. And there was talk there because see, her village does not always have electricity. Ah. So they can't bring a clinic to her yeah. village. Yeah. Because there's no schools, there's there's no, you know, they consistent can't consistent electricity, right? And you do need consistent electricity for sure. Right. So and, and some people, you know, can find out about it, but there was a discussion that they were going to print flyers to give to her. Right. So that she'd be able to go back and and give out the flyers, and you know maybe they could coordinate some kind of transportation or or, or something, so that more people from her village could right. Come. She could get a maybe they could send a, a van down and pick up eight right. or ten people and put them in a van. And I mean because this is really looking at the problems and issues with stray dogs realistically, right? Right. We we want to make sure that everybody is able to experience the human animal bond positively uh, and people own dogs a little bit differently in different areas. The cultures, as you said, are different. The uh, financial ability to care for the dogs are different. The um, access to veterinary care is very different. And so these 
um, clinics really make it possible for people to take the best care of their dogs that they possibly can. Exactly. You know, and it's just, I, 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 I don't know if it's correct or not, but I keep using the term of community helping community, you, you know, and it, it's just, it's, it's, it's really nice. And, so and how did Sosa de Arca start? Because it seems like they've been in um, the area for a number of years, I think you said. They have. And they actually um, started, I think, they've got some connections in Europe to some, some people that help um, them with money as well. And a wealthy woman donated land to them to build a shelter. Um, so I think, I feel like that was like six, seven years ago. Um, and they built a shelter. They have a volunteer program. People can come in on Saturdays and bathe the dogs. Um, you, you know, they are, and I know they're hurting because they used to get a lot more donations from Europe, but now what's happening in Ukraine and a lot of different things, that money is staying in Europe. Yes. So, you know, they're having a difficult time and the money's separate. They raise money, you know, for the clinics and then they raise money to care for the dogs, you know, um, at, at their shelter. Um, and I know they're struggling just to keep the food. There are so many pets in need, both that are on the streets in need and also that live with people. And, and we talked earlier about the benefits. I mean, you can see it in every single picture that you have here of the human animal bond. Right. Uh, it is, it is so important and so impactful and no one should have to live without a dog because they can't spay or alter it. Uh, this is a great way for people who are thinking of um, making a donation somewhere to learn more about global and to learn more about how to get the information out. They might have people in the area who might want to donate their time or donate um, exactly. their money. It would be it would be fabulous because these just are such wonderful wonderful i'm so glad you shared your pictures because i know this is what you do for a living dogs i meet you met so many wonderful dogs and their people and just you know when people say free clinics you you know you think that the dogs are going to come ragtag but i've seen beautiful leashes and collars i've seen people you know looking at their dogs with such love and affection and their cats uh, right. Let's get the cats. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it, it really is a godsend. And if people want to try to help, you know, donating to organizations that do this great work, there are so many. And, and I'm so glad we can showcase um, Global and the, the partners that Global helps. Um, as I said, all the information will be in the show notes. But it really is about not, I guess, um, trying to say what responsible dog ownership is uh, in, you know, the, a middle-class neighborhood in the United States, uh, but rather what dog ownership is and what it means to people all over the world. It, it, exactly. These, these dogs were the ones, one of those was the one they found the puppy in. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank God she had that surgery because that would have been, oh, and look at the baby. Right. That was a tiny baby. That was a tiny baby, exactly, that they brought. <laughs> that wasn't the one they found inside of her, folks. The one they found inside of her probably did not look at all like that. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's not like it comes out that way. What great 
chats. And what's the follow-up, Mindy? I know we talked about this before, but there really isn't a lot of follow-up, but what can they avail themselves of if, you know, something untoward happens? Is there is there somebody to call afterwards so you can get information? Um, do they go to the uh, rescue or what do they, or the shelter so or what do they do? SOS actually within its shelter system also has a low cost uh, veterinary clinic. So, um, and so they could go there, um, you know, if, if there was some kind of issue, they, they could bring the dog or the cat there. And sometimes um, these people who come to this clinic, as we had talked about, they're all loving pet owners that want to do right by them. Sometimes some of these other rescue organizations, I had mentioned to you, there's one called the Snoopy Project. Right. Um, that pays local artisans to build dog houses. They get donations and then they get the dog house. I love the name, the Snoopy project because, <laughs> and then they find either they, because they've driven around and they see a dog that's in, in a yard without any shelter or someone's told them that someone needs help. It's not always the people themselves reaching out asking for help either they may not know that they can get the help or sometimes there's a pride issue um but they go around and they deliver these dog houses to um people but they also will come across cases on the street or talk to people and convince them to get their dogs spay neutered so they also will get and and that's a situation where it wouldn't really work that someone can't come for the eight hours to, to take the dog. So they still, they work with donations and they bring those dogs and cats to the low cost spay neuter clinic who then gets spayed or neutered at the clinic and watched under medical care. And then the people that work for the rescue come and get the dog or cat and bring the dog or cat back to their home. So, so that is like a guardian angel, good Samaritan scenario where uh, they provide shelter for a dog that might not have shelter who lives outside because we had talked before that in a lot of these homes, the dogs do live outside. They, you know, they might live in a fenced in yard, but they live outside. They don't live in the house. Uh, mm -hmm. So they provide housing for shelter and shade and, and all sorts of um, ability to get into an area that the dogs or cats feel really wonderful about, but they also build up a rapport that then helps them help these people get the dogs spayed and altered um, and the cats spayed and altered so that, you know, we're one and done. We're not 20 dogs down the pike um, and then spay and alter because of course uh, a dog can have uh, puppies if they come into season every six months and cats, I think it's even more. I think right. they can have four or five every litter and they can have three or four litters a year. Um, so it really is something that we definitely have to pay attention to. I am so glad you came back and shared all these pictures because it's so meaningful. I mean, we could have sat here and talked about um, what you observed uh, in Mexico while you were doing this Bay Alter Clinic, but seeing the pictures of the owners uh, before and after um, and seeing how well uh, they treated their animals while they were waiting for them to wake up. It was amazing. And then, of course, mentioning the Snoopy Project. All of this will be in the show notes, guys, uh, that helps uh, build rapport with people who may or may not have um, veterinary, you know, inexpensive veterinary care nearby um, to help them facilitate getting spayed alter and providing shelter for their pets. 
And even um, there were two quick things I know we're running out of time that I wanted to add is that, you know, if, if someone's on vacation in Playa del Carmen, they could volunteer at one of these places on a Saturday morning and wash the dogs, or there's a, another place that they can go and walk the dogs. Sometimes people need people to transport the dogs. So if you're traveling somewhere, anywhere, and I mean, this is happening in Mexico, this is happening in the, in the Caribbean islands, it's happening all over. You can go and add that to the experience that you're having on these trips. Rather, you know, spend just a couple hours away from the pool or the ocean. And I, I guarantee it's gonna make you feel just as good, if not better than, you know, the way that you helped. So I just wanna put that out there to people to, to think about that when they travel to other places. There are often very easy opportunities for them to have an experience that they wouldn't have and for them to be able to, to help in a way that they didn't realize that they could. It was help. available to them. And you know, it's really interesting. They can do that in the United States too. So if you go someplace in the United States, um, you can check out shelters and rescues. And sometimes they are wonderfully um, in need of volunteer help. Uh, and if you become um, a regular uh, volunteer, uh, your uh, reputation will precede you. And if you take a day, like Mindy said, and just spend it doing something for the cats or dogs, your vacation will be so much more impactful and joyful for you and for these dogs and cats that need assistance. Exactly. And the last thing I just want to mention was I want to give a shout out to Kong, who sent me to Mexico with a large supply of Kong toys and cat toys. They are now getting into cat toys. Oh, great. And, and this is at SOSL Arca at their shelter. They have 42 cats that live in two rooms. And they do, um, I don't think I have a picture of it. They have like a cattery. So it's not that they don't have anything to do, but they don't have a lot, you know, to do. So they play a little bit on the, the cattery. Um, I walked into here. We had a big basket of cat toys. We put them out and you, it was amazing. Yeah, look at them. They're so thrilled. Look at them. They're like, wow. <laughs> Christmas know? has come. Hanukkah has come. Any holiday in the universe has come. It's so exactly. great. So, I mean, here, so they do have, you know, it's not that they don't have anything to, to stimulate right. them, but that's kind of all they have. So, you know, when I we put the toys all around, they were just like, it was just amazing, you know. Yeah, it is. I'm so glad that Kong is getting into cat toys because it has such a great reputation with dog toys. So this is fabulous. And I'm so glad they sent you so you could come back and report to us about what you saw, how you photographed it, which was beautiful, and things people can do uh, to either donate to Global, which will then help groups like this do spay neuters. And also, if you're on vacation, check out if there's somewhere nearby that you can spend a few hours um, and help them help the local uh, uh, pets in need of adoption. Mindy, you're the best. Thank you so much for coming on Why Do Pets Matter? Thank you again. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate you letting me share my stories. <laughs> oh, I love it. I mean, dogs I meet, cats I meet. It's such a wonderful uh, program you've set up. Uh, tell everybody where they can see you again and find you, Mindy. Um, so my website is dogsimeet.com. Instagram is at dogs I meet. 
Facebook is also um, Dogs I Meet. I think that might be Dogs I Meet Pet Photography. Um, um, so I'm accessible on that. I'm on LinkedIn, um, Mindy Dutka. Um, I'm always eager to talk to people. Um, if you have a project, if, if you're a brand that needs photography, um, reach out to me. If you're in my area and you need pictures of your pet, reach out to me. If you're, um, you know, nonprofit groups, reach out to me. Um, I'm working on trying to match up a lot of collaborations. Um, yeah, and, you know, for for-profit to be able to help nonprofit, um, I often will photograph shelter dogs as my dog models when I'm hired for, for brand photography. So I'm always looking for ways to put things together. Yeah, and, get those stories out there. Absolutely. So, and uh, global, it is, uh, we'll put it in the show notes, um, right. but it's through DonorBox that you make a donation. Awesome. And again- 100% of that donation goes to the work that we do. Thank you so much, Mindy. Let's stop sharing the screen so that we can see your beautiful face. And I'm Deborah Hamilton. I'm so glad that Mindy was here with us today, again, bringing us up to date on our trip to Mexico. And until next time, everybody, kiss your pets for me. It's Deborah Hamilton, Why Do Pets Matter? The Why Do Pets Matter podcast drops every Thursday and can be found on whichever platform you find your podcast. Subscribe now, invite your friends, and I cannot wait to have you join me in these conversations.